Podcast Sunday. You can't make this up. Podcast Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev, Hey Dizzle. Episode 265, 265. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Fellas, how was the week? Not too shabby. What happened for me this week? Um, kind of back into the swing of home. Uh, getting edibles uh, crazy busy this week. We got a next week. It gets busy for us with Sweetest Day, Boss's Day, and some other day all falls on like the same like 24 48 hour window so last year at that time we did over 100 orders on those days so probably gonna get busy this week but uh getting ready for that and then uh what did i do i dj the uh, wedding saturday or uh, friday had a wedding to do down in cincinnati um dealing with that traffic that was a little crazy um other than that uh, getting ready for I got to do a homecoming next week. So I'm, I'm working on my new shit this week. So it's all my 42 Dugs and Pooh Shiesties, and we get <laughs> we get into that into that bag this week. So I'm excited to touch on that and uh, just staying, staying, staying productive. No day so, off. So wait, niggas celebrate Sweetest Day? It really be booming for Sweetest Day? And surprisingly... It gets so booming for us is anything over, I would say, 50 to 60. We're pretty busy. Like Friday, we had 51 orders out of nowhere. We were averaging like 30. So that was kind of like a busy day. But Sweetest Day, um, it's nowhere near the respect of Valentine's Day. We hit astronomical <laughs> numbers on that week. We do 24-hour operations. I think I looked at it last year. We did 350 orders on Valentine's Day alone. 200 or something, 200 and something on that Saturday prior, or like the day before. So those those get crazy. But sweetest day, you might get the 70, 80, 90 to 100. Um, you might get the. It, it still don't be for the dudes though. Like you, you'll be seeing, Mike <laughs> sending something to Cheryl in Springboro. You'll be sending like, and it's supposed to be our holiday, but it's this is another another shopping event for couples. That's what I look at it as. So, so um, me and I don't sell. Now, I was just gonna be my ass. I was just gonna ask y'all do y'all celebrate that in y'all personal lives? Do not. Hell no. Nah. I, I, got, I, got, I got one sweetest day gift in my life, and that was from like a high school girlfriend who like made me like a journal with like pictures and poems. And like that was like the only sweetest day gift I've ever gotten. I'm, I don't really celebrate too many holidays, to be honest. Uh, we, do, we, do, we do the Christmas thing and we about Thanksgiving, but like. Aside from, you know, I ain't putting on no green. You could pinch me. I'm going to slap you. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't really, like, be hyped to go out to do those things. So I'm I'm kind of a, a lame in that regard. <laughs> I don't celebrate nah, too much shit. of those. Yeah, we might do something just because I told the wife, uh, Ohio State got a bye week next Saturday. So, you know, we might go do something. <laughs> Get out the house and taste Use that for right. excuse to be out the house, man. But other than that, yeah, man, I'll really celebrate the day on sweetest day. Dizzle, what was up with you? Nah. Man, let me get on this podcast and apologize because I was trashing this wedding. I was not looking forward to this wedding. <laughs> this was something that has been on my calendar, and I have literally dreaded the days coming to it. But that shit was jumping. That <laughs> shit was. I might have to put that in my top, top five of all time, bro. Like, it was an all day type of thing, man. It just allegedly started at three or three thirty. It was when folks started to arrive, so I like I'll get there. I get there early. Got there about one thirty. Um, it didn't end till ten. And the thing that I was like dreading. Is the fact that the lady, the, the bride, sent me a big Excel document with a boatload of music. And I'm talking like she had a whole playlist for the ceremony. So when people are coming in, she had a whole set of songs for the cocktail hour, which was all 1920s songs. So I'm like, at no point am I able to just get in my bag, man. And she had music set for the dinner. She had a like, whole like, event. So we should talk about like a hundred songs in each in each section. Nah, not a hundred songs in each section. 
for the ceremony, she probably had about 30 songs uh, already given to me. For the cocktail hour, she literally mapped out an hour's worth of music, all 1920s for the dinner. She did about, um, she told me to just play Italian instrumental, like, so I didn't even, I just made a CD for the dinner. I wasn't even, I wasn't even at the dinner. The dinner was in another room. They already had this sound system. They said, you can play a CD. I burned a motherfucking CD with three hours worth of Italian music and press play while I I set up for the reception. Um, And then the reception, she sent me about a hundred songs. So I did a whole bunch of downloading. But I had underestimated drunk white folks and also underestimated my white bag. I feel like I got a, <laughs> I got a decent white bag. And once these, they literally, the first people that came like to the reception, they was dancing like off the rip, off my like, you know the music you play when ain't nobody there. You're not about to play the good shit. You just got yeah. something to keep the to get the music. They was dancing to that shit. Yeah. It was literally no point that, like, somebody was on the dance floor at all times. And for the most part, majority was on the dance floor. It was kind of weird. This was the so, first time, black or white, that that has happened. I look at it sometimes as a blessing and a curse. But shouts to Hot 1029 for allowing me the opportunity to DJ all these mixes. Uh, but all I'll say, I have to say, I make a lot of mixes for cocktail hour i make a mix for dinner i make a mix for like the first hour which i call like early music just noise that i need to have just something playing but not my hits mm-hmm. i'll make a hits mix i'll make an art so like i have these mixes and then depending on the vibe of the wedding it, like if i need to go outside real quick or if i need to run i'll throw on a mix come back but then if the, if the vibe is like super family super i find myself sometimes throwing a mix on and sitting down with them I'm like, nah, I I better not do that. So that's, this year I've worked really hard on like using the mixes for when I need a smoke break or when I need to go, you know, to the restroom or if I want to just take a little quick sit down, like eat, you know, or something like that, you know. So I tried this year to get away from that because I found myself year after, like the last few years, I've done weddings where like, it's been like 50 people. Well, shit, you're going to get an hour cocktail hour mix. I'm going to sit right here and press play. And I'm going (laughs) to give you an hour and a half dinner mix and press play. And then I'll get up and do the wobble and DJ a little bit during the party. So I'm like, I'm not really even, I'm just sitting there for like three-fourths of the night. So it's like, nah, that's not me. So I find those those mixes be helpful, but uh, they also can yeah. be <laughs> It was open bar, so I was oh, drinking. Yeah. Like, winning. Winning. It was dope. I got to say it was dope. Everybody seemed like they had a great time. It's, it's It hit different. It's weird when you got the older white people coming up to you trying to give you fist bumps and <laughs> yes. great job tonight youngin and i'm like damn all okay. right let's get it yeah it was yeah it was a lot of that so damn i i have to come on here and apologize because i show was trash <laughs> last week right. i thought you was gonna get on here and apologize for your terrible hosting job at a trivia show last week but you know that's neither here nor no, there not that. <laughs> i think it's still bitter <laughs> factual factual absolutely i'm bitter no, man, you were out there for a long-ass time, bro, DJing, man, because, like, I seen your first post on your IG, and then, you know, I'm watching college football game go off, so, I, you know, till another game kickoff, I jump back on IG, I see another story, you still out there, like, five hours later, I'm like, damn, this nigga out here. It all was an all, all-day <laughs> event, man. Like I said, I got there at one, it was hot as fuck, too. I was almost debating wearing, like, a black uh what's it called turtleneck and i'm so glad i didn't because I, I wore something that was like open had my chest out and i was sweating bullets because uh, the ceremony was outside it was hot as fuck from one to damn near six it was hot mm-hmm. yeah my six hour year i had prior to leaving for that trip i did um in, in troy that was six hours of straight country soft rock uh, you know, top 40. It was no, it was like top 40 and Drake. It wasn't really too much hip hop. Like they really didn't have a lot of that. But when, like you say, when you when you do a, a long event out of your comfort zone, to me that should be like the ultimate motivating. Like I can do anything, gig. Because like you you get through six hours of uh, Sweet Caroline and and 
whatever else, all the all the songs that you gonna play on your record. Yeah. And you get home from that shit, you be like, I did it. I finally, like, I did it. Turned it up, like <laughs> they, like the bride and groom kept coming up to me, give me thumbs up. <laughs> Niggas was just turned, bro. I, my wife said the same thing. I didn't even bring the tip jar because I wasn't expecting shit, bro. <laughs> you, was, you walked in there mad as fuck. <laughs> I, did, I did not even bring the tip jar. But um, it was to the point to where like, even the niggas requesting songs was turning the party up. I ain't never heard a Shania Twain song in my life. Like, I don't even... <laughs> when the nigga came up and requested it, I'm like, I don't got it, but I can find it. He said, you should be able to find it. It was some Shania Twain. I Googled it, got it. As soon as I pressed play, niggas was running to the dance floor screaming a song. I'm like, okay. They really was getting it. That's what's yeah. up, man. Ash, you gotta Ash, keep some <laughs> Man, yes, and I told y'all before, man, I had that off day on Wednesday, uh, a staycation day, chilled around the house, was extra lazy with it. I ain't getting none of the shit that I said I was gonna get accomplished that day at all like going to Lowe's going to get the carpet or scheduling a carpet appointment I ain't do none of that shit maybe I do it this Wednesday <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe but uh the biggest thing that happened for me this week man we started a new show on the station man the new hot 77 for people that don't know man we used to have uh a nightly show during the night show uh the hot 77 best seven songs in the city and everything like that well now it's me and Hooper and we do it on Sunday nights and uh, we kind of reformatted it. Obviously, we still run down the best songs in the city, the seven songs. But we also play a, a throwback in there, a song to watch out for. And the reason everybody's blowing up my DMs, we spotlight an independent artist, man. So uh, this week, we got another one. We got the homie uh, Peter Prophet on there with his new single, Rapid Fire. Last week, we had Smoke on. So, you know, we just trying to change things up a little bit no it's not gonna be an entire show dedicated to local independent artists but you know what i'm saying i'm working my magic the best way i can man in the parameters that i'm giving man so you know i try to do that when i can no more well, sunday 10 to 11 i missed those i was days. gonna say why not what's what's the word <laughs> that you can't you know it's, it's one step at a time you know what i'm saying you got you got the hot seven to seven you got the one joiner for the week you know you Six might more steps, we're going to be in the convention center again, doing it all over again. Hey, man, hey man let, let's just put it like this. I'm doing an additional show on top of the three other shows that I already do. I'm not getting paid any additional funds, and I'm working even harder than I was before <laughs> the pandemic. So, motherfuckers better be happy with this. <laughs> but you'll be, you'll be working four days a week, though. Mm. Oh, now, or not, yeah, I gotta cash in these PTO days when I can. You know what I mean? Nah, but no, I actually, man, my DM's been on fire, man. People really fucking with it. Well, fucking with that portion, I'm sure they got complaints about everything else. But you know what I'm saying? Like I always, I always try to do my part when I can and try to figure out a way to spotlight local artists, man. Because you know what I'm saying? I, I think it's our duty to, you know, what I'm saying, show that love, man. So. We're doing it the best way we can with the parameters that we're given at the moment, man. Maybe we'll be able to step it up a little bit more in the future. But, you know what I'm saying, see how this goes. See when we get some sponsors on it. Because, you know, when you put sponsors on shit, then you can go to the bosses and say, see, look, we got money on the books and they let you do more shit. So, you know, like you said. What's the, do you, get, you get any feedback like the ratings shit, like boosted or something? Any, any uh, like, more listeners at that time? Well... Weekends really aren't rated like that. Ah. Um, the ratings period really only Monday through Friday, midnight to midnight on uh, Monday through Friday. So the weekends are kind of like a free-for-all. You can really kind of like do whatever the hell you want. It really don't hurt you or slash help you. But you can get a gauge of how it's received from people. You know what I'm saying? You can check social media. You can check everything out you can you know say if i was actually in there live because it's i'm not gonna front it's a pre-recorded situation we tape it on fridays and everything like that and produce it have it pre-produced and everything like that so you know you can gauge how things are going you know what i'm saying from facebook and instagram and my personal dms because you know when people heard smoke on the air several people was like was that smoke song and my dms and everything like that y'all playing local shit and then you <laughs> let you let the right or quote unquote wrong person hear that, 
the whole city gonna know. So shouts out to DJ Big Al because he's one of the definitely people that is putting the word out there. Flam putting the word out there. He's gonna be having some new music for me. So it's a lot of people. Everybody over there at Moves Media, they hit me with a, a pack, a pack of like eight songs. Oh you know? yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you know it it is dope. Hell yeah. We appreciate you too, cause the city uh as much as they talk about one two nine, they appreciate that <laughs> shit and and everybody wanna wanna see they or or everybody in that lane, their goal is to be in their car and see that one oh two nine stamp and then hear themselves behind it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's all that's always something that any artist, anybody that's in this love of music should love and uh, appreciate. So I definitely do when I see my name on the mixes. So we appreciate your hard work, brother. Definitely. Hey man, you know it ain't for the for the pats on the back. It's because I truly want to do it and show some love to people that I know really be grinding out here and everything like that. Because you know it, it is odd to go to other cities and hear different music and hear certain independent artists blowing up in other cities and everything like that when it's a, a ton of people here that are trying to make their dreams come true. So you, know, you try to help when you can. But like I said, you know, in a situation and especially a market that we're in, you know, it's hard. It's hard work. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of that work does fall on my shoulders. You know what I'm saying? I'm not complaining. I could be unemployed Floyd right now. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I try to do what I can with the time that I'm allotted. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Y'all ready to jump in these topics, yo? Hell yeah. All right, man. Uh, one nigga was working. What was you doing last night, Killer? Was you able to catch the Wilder Fury fight? Or um, to catch the highlights? Anybody? I, I, I caught the whole shit. Oh, shit. You yeah, booted it up on your computer as you was DJing? Nah, I got I got home right in time. My dad actually, shout out to my dad, because he hit me up. was like, yo, you got the fight going? And I sure forgot about it. I got home hungry as hell and just was eating and he reminded me and i got it right in time as it was doing a national anthem that's what's up so i had to work saturday and then dj friday night down in cincinnati so i'm i'm, I'm here like trying to get to the fight but i see myself crashing i'm about to fall asleep so i went ahead and took that seven o'clock nap in the hopes of waking up about 8 30 ended up waking up about 9 30 10 o'clock and it was like following on twitter um, the moment it was over, though, I started seeing all the highlights. I saw all the all the knockdowns. Um, bad bad day for Tuscaloosa. I mean, looked like uh, <laughs> looked like Wilder lost, Bama lost. So Alabama was struggling last night, but that was <laughs> good to see because that don't happen too often. I, I I thought if Wilder could be in his nigga, what you did to me last fight was unacceptable, and I'm about to come out here and be a pro. He was in that mindset. He had a shot. That 280-whatever-pound man is a big boy. And uh, 11 rounds of anything <laughs> is, uh, is is tough to accomplish. I can't imagine fighting you no know, heavyweight like that for 33 minutes. Yeah, yeah. man. I give, I give Wilder a ton of credit, man. I mm-hmm. give that nigga a ton of credit. He came out there trying to box. He's not a boxer. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's a, a puncher. You know what I'm saying? He always got a chance because he could knock a nigga out. He came out there trying to box. He was going to the body. He had good angle work. But like you said, man, when a dude is 280 pounds and you in real life are only about 205, you put on like 30 pounds of muscle it's not natural for him to have that much weight on him, on him, but it's natural mm-hmm. for Fury to weigh that much. And when you got a big MF like that leaning on you, leaning on you, and then don't forget beating your ass, like that shit yeah. takes a toll on you. Whew. So all the all the good boxing and the stuff that you try to teach yourself by round three, he was back to just wide open, just haymakers and swinging and getting caught. So when he gets not down, I want to say, like, in the third round, I thought it was lights out. I was like, man, this shit about to end. But he had the heart of a champion. He came back in the fourth, dropped Tyson Fury twice in Mm. one round. I honestly thought it was over on that second knockdown. I counted to ten. Obviously, the referee only counted to seven. But Tyson Fury got himself off the mat for being knocked down twice in one round and then came back to pummel 
Wilder. But Wilder, mm-hmm. every time you thought he was about to be KO, he would land a good punch. But at the end, it was just too much, man. Tyson Fury, way too good of a boxer, way too big, way too agile. And you know what I'm saying? It was a great fight, man. I was highly entertained, man. I super miss seeing heavyweight fights like that, man. Like the growing up in my childhood, heavyweight fighting boxing was boxing. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Like that that was the, the 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 shows you watched, the Tysons, the George Foremans, the all the big boys. And then it seemed like that kind of went away. So to see these two kind of make it like that was probably one of my favorite heavyweight fights that I see as far as like I sat down and watched the highlights this morning on YouTube and it was like, damn, that shit was really entertaining boxing and really a good all around fight. Definitely I don't know if y'all the way you watched the Kev had the little punches landed count yeah. counter on there. It did. Yeah. Okay. Man, because there was like uh I'm like, bro, Wilder had him in the first couple rounds. Like you say, he was throwing jabs, switching it up, switched up the game plan. I'm like, okay. He really pr- was practicing. He prepared for this. He wasn't <laughs> yeah. just wailing on him. Um but as the rounds kept going on, man, Fury was doubling his total punches landed. I'm like, God damn, he's He's going to, Wilder is going to have to knock him out to win because the way these punches landed was, it was, it was lopsided in a mud. And by the end, like you said, with each little punch, I'm thinking he about to hit, Wilder about to hit the canvas. He was leaning. He was, had the little drunk look like he was just (laughs) wobbling. And he just, like you said, he'll he'll land one and bomb some more time. Yeah, that's exactly, that's perfect. That's perfect wording. That's what he was. He was buying himself time. And I just, every time we like get like a minute left, like, can this dude hang on to get to the (laughs) the bell? And he would actually make it through. He would land a punch. Mm -hmm. Hug a little bit. Grab him, make it. I'm like, yo, dude, you you're a beast, man, because I can't quit, nigga. <laughs> yeah, and there was one point during one of them ending rounds where he was getting his ass whooped, but then came with a counter. I had to stand up because he hit him with a good little five piece to end it. I'm like, yo, I thought this nigga was dead. But nah, man, <laughs> shout out to times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to shout out to Wilder because he, he truly showed he's the second best. I don't think I need a fourth fight. I oh. don't want to that nigga to go down four times to the same nigga like let's just let's save some of them knockdowns and knockouts that you've been going through for somebody else because after so many of them you it's almost time to retire but um he definitely got you know some more there's some more heavyweights out there for him to fight he don't got to keep going up against fury yeah what is that go ahead i was gonna ask what is that series is it 3-0 fury or is it like 201 it's it's, it's three uh it's oh it was reality, two, 2-0 and 1? 2-0 and 1, but really Fury won the first one, too. But, uh, shit, Deontay knocked him down like three times in the first fight. But that's crazy. You can knock somebody down three times in a fight, and you still only get a draw. So that shows how much Tyson Fury was whooping his ass and outboxing him, outclassing him. That second I, one I was three times ball. was over. So, I mean, it's I don't over. It needs to be. Yeah. I mean, like I said. The first fight in this fight was super entertaining. That one in the middle was just a whitewash. But what, I mean, we got to think about this. Like, Deontay Wilder had a hell of a five-year run. You know what I'm saying? From 15 to 2020, he was the champ. He was the best heavyweight in the world. And that's a hell of a run. You know what I'm saying? So, in my humble opinion, even though I know my opinion don't matter to him, he needed to go ahead and fight some of these tomato cans, stack up some old bread, Get some more knockouts under his resume and then ride off into the sunset, live on his farm with his wife and kids and just count his stacks because Nah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, he don't need what you want to nah. see. Legacy. Nah, not he don't gotta not fight Fury. Legacy, he don't gotta fight he don't I gotta fight it. Fury, bruh. He don't gotta man, look, bruh, man, there's he, other niggas he, out there. Man cans. Didn't the nigga who Anthony Joshua just lost to somebody. Back. Who did he lose to though? A tomato can. Uh, the dude he lost to was whack. Fury is going to destroy that motherfucker. But he you was, think he Deontay Water ass? He is going to pummel this nigga, man. He the nigga that beat Joshua is a champion. Yes. Yeah, but he's 
Yes. That's who we need to fight. And fight Josh other Hall champions, too. not tomato, <laughs> not just nobodies. And they all tomato. These is the only two good heavyweights out there. These are the only two niggas people want to see. He will just He already beat Luis. He already put him on his ass. Ruiz, the dude Ruiz, that he. Ruiz, <laughs> he didn't beat all the niggas except for Tyson Fury. He didn't want Anthony Joshua. So what's gonna happen is Anthony Joshua was gonna get his rematch with the dude that just whooped his ass. Anthony Joshua's probably gonna beat him. Then he gonna get his ass whooped by Tyson Fury. And hey, I man. don't think he he can't just jump to Tyson Fury. Anthony Joshua after losing to a, oh, he, to he, he got a rematch clause with the dude that he lost to. And so you think if he if he wins that, then Wilder should be his next match. That's a that's a heavyweight bout. Two big names. They got the belts. <laughs> they got the belts. They can sell it, and it ain't gonna be in Las Vegas. It's gonna be across the pond. They're gonna sell a billion tickets. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy, and. Anthony Joshua whack, man. He whack, man. He ain't got no skills, B. He ain't got man, no skills. Man, I'm, I'm a casual. Let's keep it a buck. I'm a casual when it comes to boxing. These are just the names I know. So <laughs> I would love to see these names box. Because Fury out here dogging folks. And oh, yeah. Shit, if Wilder can't beat Fury, then I don't even care to watch anybody else fight that nigga. Because ain't nobody as good as Wilder. So I need Wilder to fight at least some niggas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wilder is 35. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we gotta remind old. ourselves of that, man. Like, nigga 35, like, alright, man. It Just comes up three losses. Yeah, three L's, 35 years old. Let's get a couple more dollars and save some brain cells. So we can ride our tractor in Alabama and have fun with the wife and kids, man. Like, look, man, you did your thing, man. You did your thing. It is what it is, man. Ain't no shame in that, dog. Right. I mean, he ain't had no goofy-ass costume on this time with blinking lights and shit. You know what I'm saying? He came <laughs> in a funny role, but, you know, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was salty that we didn't get a post-fight interview with him because I knew. I, I. I think that eventually we're going to come out and something's going to be up with his wrist. Because I remember, mm. I guess it was the fourth round, maybe on the first or second knockdown, he hit Tyson Fury on the top of the head. Fury ducked his head down and his wrist went back. And if you notice, after that, he was doing this shit the rest of the mm-hmm. fight. He might have broke his hand, broke his wrist or something like that. And that's what I wanted to hear. I want to know about the wrist. Because mm. if you remember, the doctor jumped in the ring and was asking him a million and one questions. So I'm like, is he asking him why about getting his ass whooped or is he asking him about that wrist? Because he was he was doing this shit the whole fight. So yeah. I'm still so, throwing I'm, fucking punches like in no other. But yeah, right. I, I, I think something was wrong with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. A hell of a fight, man. Highly entertained, man. Uh, something we didn't talk about last week, man. R. Kelly was officially convicted of racketeering and sex trafficking. And now YouTube has removed the R. Kelly channel. What's your thoughts about this whole R. Kelly fallout? So for for me as a person that consumes music, I still would listen to R. Kelly if it came across. As a person that services the community, as a <laughs> DJ, I would never play R. Kelly unless requested to do so. Um, I wouldn't just full-blown exit out, but uh, I wouldn't play anything unless somebody asked me to play a song. I thought you was going to drop uh, after the show. It's the after party <laughs> in the hotel live. I thought you was going to drop that at the black tie. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my one R. Kelly that I ain't never going to let go of, dog. <laughs> like, we can cancel this nigga till the cows come home. I ain't dropping that Fiesta remix, nigga, for nobody. See, that shit fire. Facts. That, 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 that damn near whole TP2 album for me is uh, something that uh, created my sex drive, I would say. So that, 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 that's hard one for me to let go with all the feeling on your booties and everything else on that thing. So um, I like I, I would listen to it. I don't wake up in the morning like, Go on, hey, Alexa, play R. Kelly. Like, it ain't like that. But um, I just like the music, I feel, was such a timeless piece of art. But the personality and what came with that is such disgusting and shameful that it's hard to like want to remember 
those songs and those music because it's gonna make you think about the person that made it and then right. what's came with it now. So <laughs> and then all the subliminals and clues <laughs> this nigga yeah. was given. Like, wait Man. a second. Yeah. Age ain't just an, ain't nothing but a number. Wait, what? <laughs> it's it's creepy. It's very creepy, man. Dizzle, yeah. where you at with it? Shit, my wife still be playing trapped in the closet, singing along. <laughs> uh, but nah, I think this is. I think it's stupid. I think it's trash. Why are they removing? I haven't heard of them removing niggas' channels. Is this their first? Like, what are they doing with this? He is he's he's going to get removed from Apple and Spotify next. <laughs> That's, that's my biggest question. I mean, that it's I said done. after a while, I, I don't think this is fair. I don't think this is fair. Remove R. Kelly from the situation. He didn't make this music by himself. You know, there's background mm-hmm. singers, there's instrumentation going on there. There's a lot of people that eat off of these projects, you know what I'm saying? Like, because when you have YouTube channels, you get paid for those. And just like you said, with Spotify and streaming and everything like that, it's a lot of money that's given out to a lot of people. He's not the only one receiving financial benefits of his music still being out there being consumed by the masses and everything like that so it's a lot of people that depend on those checks and if you remove those from people you removing people's ability to feed themselves and everything like that so i i do have a problem with that yes obviously r kelly is a terrible person and he does some crazy shit some shit that is unexcusable and yada 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 but like i just think it's wrong that you do that you take the the art form away because you know we can go and play the police after the fact if we want to and say like all right well what about elvis Presley? you know what i'm saying he married a girl mm-hmm. at 16 when he was like 20 something years old you know what i'm saying there's plenty of other people uh, plenty it's I mean, so I, it's a, the list we can get a list going yeah and they all like, got the youtube channels think about it like this harvey weinstein how many movies was he responsible for being a producer or in Hollywood? Mm-hmm. The motherfuckers is on Netflix right now. You know what I'm saying? He was an executive producer on Into Deep with Omar Epps and LL Cool J. We're going to take that off of streaming platforms? We're going to make that unavailable for people to watch? No, then the whole movie industry will crumble if we took him out, cancel him and everything he was attached to. So, you know what I'm saying? We don't do that with movies. We shouldn't do that with this person's music because it's a lot of people involved. It's not just him. I did see, though, like his uh, his streaming and his uh, sales of his music skyrocketed since his conviction. And I said to the wife, I was like, man, if you don't have that tangible CD, eventually that shit going to get pulled from Spotify and Apple Music, man. I got the CD somewhere in the garage somewhere. But yeah, man, if you, if it's, it's gonna come to a point, man. Niggas ain't gonna even ever heard of R. Kelly, nigga. Nah, that's your wife. That's a shame. Cause step in the name of love. Ooh. That shit would, you know, before this came out, that shit yeah. used to slap. <laughs> <laughs> what if somebody came out and started remaking some of his music? You no? can keep it. <laughs> The, the then 20 year olds might love it, but the us 40, 50 and ups ain't gonna be appreciated. So. You saw, um, what was it? It was on Drake's album. There was a, a R. Kelly sample, and 40, you know, the producer had to come out and explain the, uh, the use of it because I guess niggas was in Twitter uproar. Why are you, you know, supporting this man? Why are you giving his camp or his, you know, giving him a, he got a credit on the album. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I, heard I don't they, think niggas is going to touch with that. Touch this catalog. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that interview that you're, that you're talking about, but I did hear that they were trying to get the Ron Osby portion of the, you know, when that, when R. Kelly and Ron Osby had their moment, whatever they used for that was, was, but they had to give credit to the song that they got it from. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's how his name got bucked on there. But shit, you know what? I'm surprised this nigga ain't started singing yet. You know what I mean? I'm surprised he ain't started ratting on a whole bunch of motherfuckers. Yeah, hey. just, just, just to burn that shit. Like, if I'm going to prison, so-and-so used to bang so-and-so. So-and-so used to do this. So-and-so used to that. Because it's a, like almost like a secret society of scumbags out here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure right. he knows about a lot of other people in the entertainment business who does a lot of shady stuff. And I'm surprised, to be perfectly honest, he ain't just told on them, like, well, shit, if I'm going to prison, they going to prison, too. So, motherfuckers better be careful. 
Yeah. Well, I gotta, I gotta say this. One of the funniest memes I saw this week was like a dude in jail, and he was sitting there like with the surprise face, and it was like five-time winner of the so-and-so talent show sees R. Kelly walk in. Like, <laughs> 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 like he know his run is over. <laughs> it's over, 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 over. But yeah, shit, we, man, we gonna miss the talent. Uh, At least yeah. I will. I'll miss the talent, but it, it's sad that it has to be missed. Yeah, man, it is what it is, man. So if you you better go on to what eBay, Amazon, mm-hmm. and try to buy some tangible CDs or cassette tapes from R. Kelly and burn them onto your computer so you can have them. Because I don't know, man. I don't think we are gonna have his music catalog out here too much longer, man. Cancel, That's please. Crazy. It's real deal. Yes. COVID talk, NBA style. So. <laughs> All right, I want to say this before we get any deeper into COVID talk in the NBA. Shouts to Rudy. (laughs) Right. Remember, the NBA is at over 96% players fully vaccinated. 96% of the players are fully vaccinated. At this point, we only know one player who ain't. Whatever that... Who? Uh, Bradley Bill and Kyrie. Ah, see, I didn't even hear Bradley Bill. Yeah, Bradley Bill's not vaccinated. So, obviously, Andrew Wiggins, he got the jab. He said he felt forced by the NBA. And that's another thing. Like, it's not an NBA thing. It's a city thing. It's where yeah. you play ball. It's, the NBA has nothing to do with uh, the city limits of San Francisco, California, or New York City. They have nothing to do with that. You can not be vaccinated and play in Minnesota or whatever other city and everything like that. So, it's not an NBA thing. It's a city thing. So, we just going to jump to it, man. Kyrie, what's up? I'm, I'm thinking that he's going to try to get the little religious exemption that uh, Wiggins tried to do. Here's a fly he, more than Wiggins. I would think so. I would think so. And if he hasn't already tried that, I would believe he would try that. If they're going to deny him, I don't think he's getting the vaccination. Kyrie's that type of dude, at least from what I've seen and, and know just from what I've heard him talk in the media and on his Instagram lives. He is very much not dependent on playing the, in the NBA. Facts. Like, I think Kyrie loves to play basketball. Like, if he, if he had a basketball and a hoop in his backyard, he would be perfectly content running 21, like inviting people over to run 21. I don't think he cares about playing in the NBA. I think he cares about having fun playing basketball and then all the other things that he's involved with in his life. I don't necessarily believe that Kyrie needs or wants the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Um, Another thing about Kyrie is I don't, and this is for people in general, I don't necessarily have a problem with people that's not going to be vaxxed and everything like that unless they're willing to live their lives like a hermit. Like, if you're willing to say, like, okay, I don't want to get the vaccine, but you're going to wear a mask when you're out in public. You're only going to go to the grocery store at, like, 6 in the morning. You're going to, you know, work from home. You're going to stay your ass in the house. You're going to stay from around people and everything like that. I'm cool with that. But the fact, the reality is people ain't going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We walk around town all day, every day, and ain't nobody got no mask on. And you're only not supposed to have a mask on in, indoors if you're fully vaccinated. And we out here living by the honor system. Well, the honor system tell, totally shows you that it, when it's only 40% of Ohioans that are fully vaccinated, well, why ain't nobody in this bitch got no <laughs> mask on? Right. We can't have 90% in the room with no mask and 40% of Ohio's vaccinated. Exactly. So my thing about Kyrie, man, he's unpredictable. I yeah. I have no idea what the fuck this nigga's gonna do. Like, I don't think he has an idea what he's gonna do. I think he. I got an idea. Go ahead, brother. He's about to lose seventeen point four million dollars. Woo! Andrew Baker said, "Not me." Because uh, <laughs> he's his contract is thirty three million, I think, a year, and I think he gets like four hundred thousand a game. You times that by 41 home games. A lot of bread that you're losing now. Who's to say that? 
He but already see, losing and, now. And, and, and the part that makes it difficult is we're gearing up to now. Like, these are the times, if you go back to the podcast for the last two year year now, this is the time where we're getting worried about the, the flus and getting worried about the temperature drops and sicknesses. And, like, this is about to be – and you in New York, a place that is worldly traveled, a place that yeah. is, you know – um, trying to, you know, stay open. So he he seems to be way too confident in himself to be to ever do anything that anyone ever tells him to do. He, he's going to live how he wants to live. And with this whole you must have it, that's the wording that just some people can't get over. You can't tell certain certain alpha males they got to do anything. Right. You know so um, hopefully, I mean, $17 million is a lot of money to, to, to just to sit back on and you're just playing away games. So you ain't, I don't know. That's, he, he gonna have to do something. He can't just throw away that money, but then he might Kyrie the type that would just be that person. Man. I, bl- I would believe so. I'm with you, bro. Like this dude is unpredictable, man. And like I said before, man, like I think, that the Nets are doing their very best to work with Kyrie and everything like that. And, I mean, Kevin Durant is there because of Kyrie Irving. So if you trade Kyrie, you try to trade Kyrie, like, imagine how that's going to affect the entire team. Like, it's going to affect, obviously, Kyrie. Then it's going to have a domino effect on KD. And then the reason James Harden wanted to go to Brooklyn is because KD is there. So, boom, boom, it's a domino effect. And I don't know what they should do, man. Like, I keep hearing this. Well, just trade them. Trade them to Philly. Like, you're going to trade them to Philly? No, you don't trade them to Philly. Like, you're going to get back Ben Simmons for him? Like, yeah, Ben Simmons is a good defender. But, like, man, now you're going to give him Kyrie Irving with, with, with Embiid. Like, that could be deadly. Like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know where this is going to end. Did y'all hear about the Canada shit? <laughs> so I did. For for Toronto, when you're playing Toronto this year, unvaccinated NBA players could face criminal charges if they break quarantine. So they're only allowed to stay in their room. Um, they're not allowed to go anywhere but to team activities when they come to Toronto or face upwards of a $750,000 fine. So, like... You know these cats ain't just gonna come there and stay in their room for two days. So Yeah, Toronto I mean, to New York or Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So man, you have to my my question to everybody with that feeling, and I'm not trying to like persuade nobody. I just literally, literally the question is, did you have to get vaccinated? Have you been doing this your whole life? Or did you go to elementary school? Did you go to college? Did you know what that polio and that chicken pox and that everything else vaccination that you got was? Do you know what's in it? Where was you researching it like this? Or is this just the one thing that's on your mind because it's new? No, nah, the, the, not to cut you off, bro. But the better question is because at the to be fair, they were children. So they had no idea. The better question is, are your kids vaccinated with the polio and shingles and whatever the hell vaccinations you right. get your baby? Are your kids like that? Your kids right. go to school because when you go to school, you got to get them pokes for all those vaccines. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're a millionaire athlete. You like to travel. You go to certain countries. You got to get these pokes and jabs and vaccines and everything like that. I just don't understand why some people feel like this is the hill that they going to die on. Is it because they're feeling forced? Is it because of religious beliefs, which is fine? Is it because of medical history, which is fine? Mm-hmm. I just don't know. Because, you know, when you ask a person like Kyrie what it is, he doesn't give you a clear answer. You know what I'm saying? And when right. you hear Bradley Bill, he gives his spiel about, well, what's the point of getting a vaccine when you can still get it? And then you hear, you know, Andrew Wiggins, and he says, oh, I want to keep that personal. Well, all due respect, like, we want to know why. Like, I want to know why, because maybe you have some type of insight that I don't. I doubt right. it, but, you know. And, I, I, <laughs> and, what's, and what's crazy to me, too, thinking about it is being a medic in the military from 2001 to 2005, 
HIPAA laws and privacy was so hammered onto us about, you know, you cannot, you know, cross that boundary when it comes to HIPAA. Mm-hmm. But like right now with this vaccine, everybody's in everybody's shit. Right. There ain't no HIPAA nothing, you know, ain't no HIPAA laws to, you know, some people are trying to ride the wave of like, uh, my business, you know, whatever, whatever, but it's just crazy how like this particular subject is getting like, is getting the, the constant pros and cons. Like it's, it's a group of people that love it and support it, a group that despise it. And it's like, it had, it has become so politicized that it's like, there ain't no fixing it. Yeah, there's a group that there's a group that's gonna do it, group that's not, and they're willing to walk out of police jobs, hospital jobs, you name it. Like New York is talking about detectives about to be answering nine one one calls. And, and you know what though, I'm fine if you don't get the vaccine. Go ahead, clear out a little path for the Lakers. <laughs> Go ahead, get them another chip. I'm glad you brought that up. Go ahead, bro. Nah, man, because this is, go- like you said, it's going to be a domino effect because James Harden has came out. I think he is set to be a free agent after this season. If Kyrie, if this shit lingers into the season, throughout the full season, I can't see James Harden wanting to just re-sign as, as quickly as folks would think. Now, that's mm-hmm. the situation? Maybe not. He a free agent. He, he ain't going to need to force his way out. He's going to be a a digger with a, with a bag on the way and whatever team he chooses. Or it's like this. The Brooklyn Nets were uh, a half shoe size away from going to the NBA Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference Finals last year with only KD and uh, 60% James Harden. So do they really need Kyrie Irving to win a championship? I don't Not think at so. All. I think mm-hmm. they are perfectly capable of winning an NBA championship without him. Now, you can't look at these dudes as just, like, interchangeable parts because, like you said, it's a lot of feelings involved. Like we just talked about before, KD is in Brooklyn because of Kyrie. James Harden is in Brooklyn because of KD. So if one goes, it's a domino effect. Well, man, y'all traded my mans. You get mm-hmm. feelings involved and everything like that. But if Kyrie is doing what he thinks is best for him and not getting the vaccine and doing his research with his lab coat and his Bunsen burner and everything like that, then the Brooklyn Nets should be allowed to do what they think is right for him. If it's that's trading him to Portland, if that's trading him to... Don't nobody want Kyrie, buddy, because he said he will retire if he's traded. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> hey, man. It wouldn't surprise me, man. So, so here's another question. Apparently, nobody wants Kyrie. Apparently, nobody wants Ben Simmons. Who would you rather have on your team right now, Kyrie or Ben Simmons? With all Kyrie. these. Really? The nigga that. he only can't play in Brooklyn and, and uh, Golden State. He can't play in Brooklyn. He can't play, he can't play for the Nets. He can't play for the Knicks. can't play uh, in Golden State. And, you know, that's just right now. Like, laws change just like that. Like, they could just be like, yeah, you got to have this. If you want to play in Dallas or in Houston, like they can change the law. So you sure ben, you'd rather have Kyrie? But Ben can't play. Off. Yeah. <laughs> ben doesn't show me another side of him that I he's turning into my new Paul George. Thank goodness. Thanks. Somebody else get some of that heat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of the heat that you gave Jimmy Butler. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still don't. I still don't remember what I said. I, I don't oh, remember hating episode on. Episode two thirty four. Two thirty four. Yeah, go, go back. Out. <laughs> All right, man. Let's do some quick hitters, man. Before we slide up out of here, man. A man dies after gulping down a liter and a half of Coca Cola. Thoughts. You a beast, cause I can't get past like six. I be counting like goof, goof, and about the third, fourth one, it's burning. So I can't imagine no leader. Jesus Christ. Um, the half. I when I was in the military, um, we had a guy in on base uh, do that with uh, milk. I mean with alcohol. Um, down like a whole liter of alcohol, and like died in his sleep. Like, I was about to ask, did he make it? No. No, dying to sleep. So, 
Maybe like I've heard it, I've heard that with milk. I've heard that with uh, pop. I've heard it with alcohol. It's like it seems like you shouldn't just consume a liter of anything, right? Like in one sitting. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, think about it. Like think about what's in, you know, what I'm saying soda. You know, what I'm saying it's carb, whatever the shit that make yeah. it bubble. Like you shouldn't be drinking that. <laughs> we shouldn't be drinking pop any fucking way. But yeah. you know, we do it like it. And motherfucker punched out, man. Dizzle, what's up? I like Killer said. First thing that came to my mind was seeing these YouTube videos and niggas putting a little straw in the Jack Daniels bottle and just mm-hmm. gulping it. And they don't ever show the after video, like what happens one hour later. They they just, <laughs> <laughs> they just show the drinking. I don't want to see what happened. I oh, confess that my friend to this day, because he just we just watched it about a year ago. He has a video of me. In the military, like '04, I was home, and I downed a whole not 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 a gallon, but I downed a fifth of a Bacardi Limon straight to the head. And like at this party, I downed it, knowing like it was money on the table, it was bets, all this shit. Down it, and this is like pregame, eight o'clock. By like eleven o'clock, they was carrying me out the club and throwing me in the trunk, like like in the back seat, because I was just incoherent. You know what I'm saying? They had to like just I done for twelve hours type shit. So. Yeah. That's and wild. I can't imagine no gallon. Yeah, man. And it was just Coca Cola. Uh Philadelphia woman pulls gun on Chipotle workers because the restaurant closed early because of short staffing. Y'all ever had some food so good y'all wanted to pull a gun? <laughs> no, but I have dealt with an angry customer or two in my day. Um that is crazy. Uh, it's a shortage everywhere, though. Like people have to realize that, like, there's no one is is balling out with employees right now. No one. So um, these these places that employ these people is twenty year olds, high school students, college students. Like they chasing the highest bag possible that they can get. So it might not be Chipotle. It might be an internship with so and so or whatever. But I, there's there's no way you should be pulling a gun out or or violence over food. Not over Chipotle, maybe you know, <laughs> maybe Popeyes. This sounds like a Popeyes story. I thought you gonna say at least Ruth Chris. This nigga said Popeyes. <laughs> this is most definitely a Popeyes story. <laughs> oh my goodness, just sad or all around, man. You pulling out a, a fucking. Burrito ball. Mm-mm-mm. Niggas was dying for the chicken sandwich. That was that was Popeyes, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, not, it's Chipotle. It wasn't no Chick Fil A. They wouldn't even order extra sauce. They were just getting it regular. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bootsy biopic. My struggle. Y'all watching? What channel is it on? Streaming on the website, nigga. If I see it in the pod notes, I'll check it out. If I see it, in the it, was in the pod notes. Notes. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the pod notes. It was in the pod notes. That's why I'm announcing that I'm going to check it out. Uh, I'm going to check it out. But once, once it hits the pod notes, you got to watch it. Because I finished Squid Game. I oh! It was in the pod notes. I wasn't going to watch that shit if y'all weren't going to talk about it. So if I haven't. About it, I'll check it out. Speaking of TV, man. All right, so. I don't know if y'all watch Dear White People. It's a show on Netflix. So back when the pandemic was first strong, you know what I'm saying, you ran out of shit to watch, you finally watched shit that you never thought you was going to watch. The first two seasons of Dear White People are pretty good. It's about uh, the black students' experience at like a Harvard or a Yale or everything like that. So first two seasons, entertaining. Third season, whack. Just playing whack. Mm-hmm. So the fourth season, fourth and final season, is even whacker. We are... Probably like three or four episodes in. And in a musical? Yeah, it's a musical. And me and a wife ready to tap out because it's just it's just whack. But like a part of me inside says, I gotta see how it ends. But I don't think I can do it, man. It's that <laughs> that whack. So we might start Squid Game this week because this dear white people shit is just not the not the way. Squid Game is definitely you gonna see some heads getting shot in the bitch. That's what I'm talking about. You into that? I'll watch it. I don't know if she okay. will. She'll give it an episode. she give everything at least an episode. And then she hit me with the, all right, this is not for me and leave me and go watch her stories or whatever. All so right, last 
I got a question for Dizzle. It's just a yes or no. Did you like how it ended? No. Was your favorite episode six? That was a good episode, but I don't. I, put, I don't even know if I would say it's my favorite. But that was a, that was a good episode. <laughs> there was definitely okay. some scenes. <laughs> there was definitely some good scenes. But look, now that I've watched the full show, uh, I've been seeing a lot of YouTube videos explaining the episodes, and that makes it more fire because there's a lot of shit I didn't catch. There's a lot of uh, what do they call them? theories or whatever about who is who why they did this what is what and then maybe zooming it in and i'd be like ah okay it almost make you want to watch it a a second time after seeing some of these like spoiler videos explaining it is it make the show a little more fire we own it tomorrow we own it tomorrow bye-bye dear white people (laughs) i've already already thought about watching it in the korean like you said and reading it got to because Certain characters, I come to read, but certain characters after watching it, you know they don't sound like that in those moments. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's definitely uh, I, I I actually might watch it again because the wife kind of kind of halfway old. watched it. I'm, I'm here for bad white people overdubs. <laughs> I'm here for that. All right, last one. Dave Chappelle new special. Did y'all watch it? What did y'all think? Yes, sir. I uh, checked it out. Um, I think Dave is is one of the goats for the the reasons that everybody talks about him. You know, he he don't he don't hold back on nothing. He ain't afraid of no topic, and uh, it's always done. I think tastefully. But he uh, he is a very good comedian, and uh, I enjoy everything he put out. I thought it was cool. Um, a lot of people have issues with you know trans this <coughs> and and LGB this and all that, but like. Did you really listen to it? The people that he was talking about was like stories that he experienced with these people himself, you know, especially like the friend that in San Francisco that killed herself. You know, he's sharing personal stories that he had with this person and the family knows how much that person loved and admired Dave. So it's like all that kind of should mean something too if you're gonna be in your feelings about some shit that don't involve. As as much as he's the goat, I, I don't I didn't even like it that much. It was cool. I didn't laugh as much as I did in his past specials. It was enjoyable, and he always come through with a message. But in terms of the funnies, I didn't think it was all that funny. I mean, it was it was alright, but I wasn't cracking up. I'm with you, Dizzle. I don't even think this was a comedy special. I don't even think that it just seemed like he was having a conversation, and he's just mm-hmm. a funny dude in general. Uh, so I don't even view this as a comedy special. I know it will be perceived everybody because he's a comedian and everything like that. But like he wasn't. I didn't view it as he was up there trying to throw. Like let me test this joke out. Let me test this joke. I think he was just talking about life experiences. And he's such mm-hmm. a good storyteller. And he's such a funny person. Obviously, shit's gonna be funny and shit's gonna land. It's gonna make you laugh and everything like that. But out of the ones that he's done, this is definitely the least funniest one. I think Sticks and Stones was the funniest one. Like, where I he actually read, was trying to make jokes and stuff. I did read that this was, like, the last special in his Netflix deal that he got. So, mm-hmm. it was almost like he, I read that it was kind of maybe thought of that way that he wanted to come out with, you know, more so of a message on his last one than breaking new jokes throughout the <clears> whole thing. So, I kind of read that that was kind of his mindset. It was like, I don't really have to break new jokes on this one. It's the last one. I can just, you know say something and be done with it put a message out there yeah yeah talking about cancel culture and everything like that man well shit there it is another episode you can't make this up podcast kevin ass i got my fucking name <laughs> kevin <Ash. laughs> hey dizzle we out till next week hey it's nfl games on right now ain't it 20 to 3 halftime atlanta is up on the jets jets suck we out the next week. Peace. Peace. Oh shit, Dizzle. When is the six thirty game? Uh I gotta check. I didn't even play last week. Uh, oh, the injury, the knee? What happened? You all right? No. Breaking so news. Breaking I news. couldn't even uh so I've been having trouble with my fucking contacts. And I'm not about to go out there and play on my glasses, bro. If these bitches get knocked off, I'm on the ground like, uh, what's her name? From Scooby-Doo, trying to look for them bitches. <laughs> That's not happening. So, yeah, so I, I couldn't even get my fucking contacts in because they was giving me so many problems. And it was my mom's birthday. So I skipped last week. And I think this week is the early game. I got to double check. The so thing is, have- 
Green. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> we out.